It's almost here. In motion is Patton. It's going to be that trap play to Garbarino up the middle. That's a 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown! Big outs! Cooper Garbarino, 77 yards. We're closing in on the start of Big Elk football, which means Big Elk TV will be on the air before you know it. Wynn and Garza are the running backs. Jones under center. Austin, snap, turn, hand out to win. Jaden piles toward. It's a touchdown for the Big Elks. You'll be able to watch and see if Coach Maynard's brown and white clad Elks can continue their winning ways. Snap back, play action, lobs it toward the end zone. He's got a man. It's a touchdown for the Big Elks. Tucker Garza. To get your business on the Big Elk TV screen, call 225-9696 or stop by our office at 220 South Pioneer. Throw balls far. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Calc with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Paul Jones Drug Tuesday out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM, the Sports Animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. We've got high school sports already started yesterday. Tell you what's up today. You can watch some of it on Big Elk TV. Shortest Is this the shortest road trip of the year for the Elkettes? To Canute, maybe? They go to Merritt? Would that be shorter? Canute is well. He started doing. Take the, it from me. Not that far away. He started doing the mileage. Would it be shorter to <clears throat> get from the fiveplex to the Canute softball field or the fiveplex to the Merritt softball field? It's a good question. Bet it's. I don't f- think they play Merritt. I, I know they have Mangum on the schedule. I don't know where. Yeah, Mangum is obviously longer than Canute. I think this is the shortest road trip of the year. I, I'm going to call. Well, it. yeah. I mean, even if they went to, yeah, Merritt would have to be the closest one than Canute. I think Merritt's closer. I do too. But it's. From, Sneaky. from school to school. That's the thing. Yeah. If the school was on the other side of town, it would be Canute, Canute would be closer. Be closer. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But that's sneaky how far it is. Trust me, I, I drive I tell, out there every day. I tell you, there are times I wish Fiveplex was on the east side of town, not the west there, side. There's, I bet there are. There's some times I get some traffic jams because everyone's going to the Fiveplex at the same time on Country Club there. <clears throat> now nah, we're blessed to have it. It's a good yeah. problem to have. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I'm, I wish I could see it. It's oh, it's uh, meet the parent, meet the teachers night. Uh, me too. Yeah, I might. Me too. Go in there. Go hi. I'm Jared, and I gotta go. I'm gonna go watch the game. Well, here's the crazy. I I pretty well know them all. Yeah. So, well, hey, small school canoe. You already well, know them, right? Yeah. Let's say the first thing this morning. Are you? I, I got to ask. Are you going to the open house? Meet the teacher? And I said yes. My wife like gave a big old Tiger Woods fist bump. Like I wasn't gonna go. Ah. I tell you what I did last night, and I think this is probably part of it. So last night I went out and I hit some golf balls for the first time in what three weeks since I've been injured. When I pulled my rib muscle, we're gonna need an update on that. I tell you what, I, it never hurt. I hit good. I hit probably oh I don't know 50, 50 yard shots maybe maybe not quite that many but close, and I hit two full out swung seven irons, and it feels fine today. It's a little tender maybe, but. It, I never even felt it yesterday. And any time I swung, I never felt it whatsoever. So I'm going to rule myself back to uh, maybe you're, not. You're quite taking yet. yourself off the the DL. I'm getting close. I'm getting close to being off the disabled list. Uh, so we got that going on. You know how I know it's almost football season. How do you know? The coaches poll was released yesterday. Oh, I thought you were going to say Hard Knocks is on tonight. No, yeah. Hard Knocks is on tonight, right? But preseason coaches poll in college football. Got some questions to ask you about that. I'd like to hear from not only Jared, but our listeners. And then I'm going to play you something right here at the top. I'm going to play you a piece of audio, and I want you to tell me what is wrong. Okay. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. That is 225-9698. Give us a call, shoot us a text. We can talk about any of those things. 
whatever else is on your mind, feel free to chime right in at 225-9698. If you're going to be outside the listening area, there are a couple ways to stay in touch with the show. You can log on to kadsam.com. You can download the app. All of those are free. That app has everything. It's got radio. It's got the Penny News. Brand new edition of that Penny News will hit the website tonight at midnight. You can check it out, thepennynews.com. Print edition will be filtering out tomorrow evening into Thursday morning. It'll be everywhere, just like it is each and every week. Big Elk and Paragon TV. Man, Big Elk TV on the air last night with uh, softball. Yelkettes. They opened last night? They oh. opened last night at home against uh, Lawton Mack, or maybe it was on the road. I know it was 11 nothing win. I think it was at home. It was at home. I'm positive it was. 11 nothing. Each pitcher <clears throat> faced six batters. Each pitcher mowed down six six batters. I really totally forgot to figure out, or, or what I forgot to ask, is who won the grudge match? Oh, I know. Somebody texted us. We need to figure that one out. We'd ha- we have to figure it I saw a picture of it. Like on Facebook, but I didn't ever see the winner. Who won? What? Who leads two to one? The girls or the parents? Right, that was the rubber match. Yeah. Well, I'm bad. I imagine there'll be another one next year. Well, I mean, at, but at as least far for as now, the third game is in the third year in a row. I'll think about it if you're the girls on this deal and you win the first one, then lose two straight. You have to hear it about it for almost three years before you get a chance to redeem yourself. Yeesh. That wouldn't be any fun. Uh, but no, I know they won eleven nothing last night in in dominating fashion. Um, where was I? Oh yeah, that's big oak. Then of course the show. If you want to hear what Coach Murray had to say on Friday, you missed that. You can go back and check out the Skinny on Sports podcast. Everywhere podcasts are available. You can go to kadsam.com or you could go to wherever your favorite podcasting spot is, and you'll be able to find the Skinny on Sports just anywhere. Right through there, Jared. How are you today? Good. How are you doing? I am ready for school to start. You know, why driving you nuts or something? I just, just ready, ready I, I to just, get back in the routine. I like the routine of things. I get that. I'm more of a routine guy. Yeah. I'm also having a problem getting my pool clear. This is not good. I'm not a pool guy. I wouldn't know what to tell you here. I've done the different testings. I need to get my man Will over there clear that puppy up. Yeah, we definitely need an injury report from the softball game as well. I'm going to guess there weren't any major ones because I haven't heard about it yet. Last year I heard about Denny's. He sent me yeah. a picture of it, for goodness sake, <laughs> after he did the turf burn that he had. Legged out a triple or whatever he was doing. Those girls make it look so easy. Those girls and boys over there sliding on that yeah. turf. Well, helps when they got the pants on. I'm, I'm assuming he didn't have pants on. Not last year he didn't. He had shorts. Then he had a big, giant rash. Woo. Wasn't any good. Yeah. Injury report and the score, please, for all those out there that attended. Uh, no, I just, it's just cloudy. You know, it was crystal clear mm-hmm. until two Saturdays, two Saturdays ago. Okay. We just had people over and we had, there just hadn't been a bunch of people in it. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, between the sunscreen and the it's, sweat and what I've heard, sunscreen will cloud sun, up your pool. Yeah. And so, and then I just, we've had a hard time. It's rained a little bit here and there. We just had a hard time, or I've had a hard time getting it back to crystal clear. So, I don't know. It's about to pull my hair, what, what's left of my hair out. I'm so glad you moved to a house that has a pool, because that takes away me wanting to get a pool. I can just come to your house. Well, there you go. Just come on in. <laughs> you got to better make sure we're there. My wife locks the gates because she's afraid. You no, know, she's afraid kids. Like, if we're gone for the weekend, sure, yeah, she's yeah, scared yeah. to death that kids will get in our backyard and drown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They aren't supposed to be there. Right. I get it. And if you know us well, well I can hop the gate. Well, if you know us well enough, we'll just give you the code to get in the garage. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, yes. But anyhow. Yeah, it's good to have Are you ready for school? I am. I am. For the routine, um, the the girls are are ready to. It's so good when they, because it gets to a point when you have siblings, <clears throat> when you have kids that have siblings, and they're around each other all summer long. It's to the point I want to lock them in a room and just let them go at it. They're, yeah. You know what I mean? They're just getting on each other's nerves a Fussing little bit. Fussing at each other, yes. And, and like, stop copying me. That's my toy. Leave me alone. Get out of my room. You just hear it all summer long. Mm-hmm. It's good when they can go to school. They go to their own classroom. 
Their own buddies. Their own buddies. And then when school's out, they're happy to see each other. Mm-hmm. And they can at least tolerate each other until breakfast the next morning. Mm-hmm. And we do it all over again. But And then, yeah, just the routine of it, getting back into it. It got a little taste of it last night with uh, um, a little small, or, uh, fall baseball starting and, and softball starting, like you mentioned. It kind of, you know, I was following a lot of those on Game Changers, seeing how everybody's doing. I kind of got a kind of got a sense of that school feeling again i'm seeing the teachers they're you know they're the main route to the school some of it's by, right by my house i right before eight o'clock see them drive and go down right. to the school so um yeah it's always a fun time of year yeah i'll be honest there's no fighting obviously with wyatt being the only one there but i'm a little bit i'm almost a little bit jealous of him especially ever since we moved because yeah. just randomly throughout the day <laughs> I might shoot him a text like, hey, man, what are you doing? Playing golf. Oh, yeah, really? That must be nice. Was he just walk over there? And yeah. What's he, he have buddies that pick him up in the golf cart? or They can take their golf cart and then park it. Unless they have somebody that's 13. Of course, next summer, they'll all be 13, so they'll all be able to drive their golf cart. They've got a couple buddies that are 13 that they really try to get out there. So that they don't have to walk. But I think today they were going to go walk a couple holes after I guess, uh, both Wyatt and Keaton. They were first the first football practice was yesterday, Jared, for the junior elk seventh graders. Okay. Wyatt decided he needed to go walk a few holes of golf today to kind of stretch his legs out. His knee was hurting a little bit. He thought walking and playing golf would help that. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> go to school. <laughs> I'm ready for him to get to school. So I'm not just sitting here thinking, man, he's playing golf and I'm not. Okay, so I'm going to play you a piece of audio. Yes. And I want you to tell me what's wrong with it. Okay? Are you ready? This is going to be Kevin Brown. You know who Kevin Brown is? You do now? I do now. Kevin Brown is a play-by-play voice for the Baltimore Orioles. And this came from July the 23rd, which is another thing that we can discuss. But uh, anyhow, here's uh, here's Kevin Brown pregame ahead of the Orioles and the Devil Rays. The Orioles, Brandon Hyde has felt like this has been maybe the toughest ballpark to play in, but the Orioles have a chance to do something special today. They've already clinched at least a split in the series, winning two of the first three, and they could pick up a series win behind Tyler Wells today. It's been a minute. The Orioles split a two-gamer with the Rays in June. They had lost their last 15 series here at Tropicana Field. You have to go back to when our now colleague Brad Brock picked up the win in the series finale June 25th, 2017. The last time the Orioles won a series here at St. Pete. Already got three and two of the Trop this year after winning three of 18. The previous three years combined. It is a stark difference, Ben, and it is not a bad Rays team. It's not like all of a sudden the Rays uh, became slouches in the American League East. They've led this division every day, but now two and the Orioles, once again, are back alone in first place. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so what exactly did he say that was wrong? Well, you know, slouch is such a triggering term. You can't say that anymore. Can't say slouch. No, seriously. He didn't say anything wrong. And, and it, it, he was, he was, he was be- suspended. He was suspended because of um, his critique, his analysis of uh, Baltimore's lack of success in Tropicana Field against the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. So... Um, and as somebody didn't like his over critiqueness of the Baltimore Orioles and they let him go or, or suspended, excuse me. And he didn't say anything wrong. I'm going to, it was a hundred percent true. Everything <clears throat> you're saying, he wasn't critical. It wasn't, it was facts and analysis and numbers. And by the way, I, I believe this is right. They went ahead and swept the, the, the Rays like in a four game series. He did not. Give an opinion. No, there was no, there no, was no analysis to any of that. <laughs> exactly. He was literally just reading stats. Exactly. He was reading the truth. Yep. That's all he was doing, was telling you what the historical numbers are and doing a damn good job of it, by the way. Yeah. And, and if, if you actually watch this video, you can see like the excitement in his face because they have a chance, and he actually mentioned it. They have a chance to do something special that they haven't done in a long time, and and it was it was as as you could be 
reading off those historically awful numbers. I cannot believe he was suspended. Like what for? Are, are we just, are we so, and I know the answer to this is yes, but so we are so soft and the Orioles ownership is so soft that words of truth can't be spoken because it hurts their, here's, here that should be the Orioles have been your pain you don't even have to be really a baseball fan. has been awful for at least a half a decade if not the whole the whole time and so for them to be able to overcome their ineptness and have all these young guys down the pipeline they're still coming I mean I saw a story two day two or three days ago Jackson Holiday there you think he's the best guy in the minor leagues he just got there and so something that, that he was actually celebrating, and that, that baseball's kind of celebrating, is now turned to a, to a complete negative because it hurt the Orioles' ownership's feelings that he said how bad they'd been. I just don't get it. I, I just the, My mind doesn't work that way. Now, I, listen, in, this is a... This is a great example of the kind of stuff I deal with, not on a daily basis, but just recently I dealt with it, where uh, in the news where I'm just relaying facts and I have to take a phone call for it. I kindly told the person, I just relayed a press release. Yeah, but okay. But But you didn't get suspended. No, I didn't get suspended, but in in the, you know, the court of public opinion because my name was attached to it. And I feel like he's kind of just because he relayed numbers and relayed facts. He, uh, he went to the chopping block for it. It's completely unfair. So, so here's my question. This is what it would be like because this is going to happen in week five of the high school football season. At some point in the Western Oklahoma realty pregame. See, I'm, I've been working on that, that, that pitch sheet already. Good job. At some point in that pregame show, I'm going to mention how this is the first time in 25 years that Elk City has a chance to beat Clinton back-to-back. If, if they win, it would be the first time they've done that. And it's going to be the another chance to be the first time since they've won inside the Tornado Bowl since 1998. I'm going to mention that because you know why? It's a fact. It's a fact. That's what has happened. And thankfully, when I do mention that, because see, to me that makes it that makes it all the more compelling to find out if they can, because it hasn't happened in so long. And thankfully, well, you'd like to think, and confident enough that for saying those, for stating those facts, <laughs> I'm not going to get suspended. For doing the games, because that's just the truth, right? As much as people don't want to hear it, and I get it. Peter Angelos doesn't want to hear it. He doesn't want to hear how inept he's been as the owner of the Orioles, how the people around him haven't been any good. Of course you don't want to hear that. But at the same time, I think the the struggle of all that makes the winning, when it does finally come, so much sweeter. The, the the actions of the Orioles, it screams to me, what I want to yell at them is, act like you've been there before, right? It's like, oh, we're at the top of the baseball world. We can do this because we're, you know what I mean? Like, you don't talk about our past. You're suspended. We're the best baseball team right now. Like, come on, dude. Act like you've been there before, you know? It, it, it's funny, funny I'm bringing up, I mean, the Yankees, yeah, the well, Yankees broadcasters would, I mean, they would rip. Did you see him rip the batter, the the well, bat, uh, bat boy, yes. the other day because of long hair and the mustache, and it, they wouldn't make they wouldn't make it an inning. <laughs> telling the truth about that team, <laughs> true. But yes. I mean, and that's I guess that's the thing that just bothers bothers me more than anything is he literally didn't even give an opinion. No, not even a little bit. The the only opinion he gave was, 
Well, the Devil Rays aren't slouches now. That was the only thing that can even be subject to him being right or wrong. Everything else was just numbers that have happened over the past six years, three years, whichever ones he was naming that were on the screen at that point. This is, I mean, it is crazy, crazy what has happened. And it's, a, you know, you don't see this a lot, but within that, everyone has rushed to his defense. You know, out, you know, in the broadcast world, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was tweet after tweet after tweet last night. What a joke. This is ridiculous. This dude did his homework, you know, da, da, da. And then people that actually personally knew, know him even, even more of a defense. I think it was a Mets broadcaster during a the Mets game last night. Yeah, I think it was the Mets. Yes, brought it up and defended them and just buried the Orioles organization well, for doing this. Thankfully, that's what we're seeing. There hasn't been. I haven't seen anybody on the on the Orioles side of this going. Well, you know, he said that because there's nothing there's, you can there's say. There's been no response uh, from this backlash, and I wonder if he's when he's done with the suspension. I mean, will he come back? Because I, I I'd imagine there's a bunch of organizations going. You know what? You did a great job. That's a, hey, that's a, I'm gonna. You just gave yourself a job interview right here with that clip. I want you over here on my broadcast. We have an opening for you. Come on. I would think. So. I mean that that was thorough, complete. It was great. Even Larry the Cable guy is mad about it on Twitter. So that just. It it speaks a little bit to what we were talking about kind of yesterday and just the, the wokeness and the softness that has infiltrated sports. And it, you know, it used to be a place that everybody could kind of get away from that stuff. And now it feels like that's, it's just, you, you can't hardly, not a day goes by when there isn't something that pops up and you're just like, jeez, you got to be kidding me. Right. I thought this was, I thought this was sports. If that's what, hey, you know what, Orioles? If that's the way you're going to act, go play intramurals, brother. Oh, I am. I'm, this is uh, not for you. 100% against them now. I mean, yeah, they were such a, a cool story. It's a bunch great, of young exactly, dudes. Exactly. It was a great story. They're they're playing great baseball. It's it's awesome when Baltimore's good. The venue's awesome to see on TV, all that stuff. But now I just see them like, ah, screw you. I don't want to root for you. Yeah, it, it stinks because it, it's all because of the owner. Or whoever made this decision, which we'll know, we'll know at some point in the very near future who actually who actually did this, and it just takes away from from one of the best stories in baseball because it is because the Orioles have been so bad for so long, and now you're and you're right, Camden Yards. There's just something cool about seeing Camden Yards on TV, and you know what I'm saying, and and see playoff baseball there. You know, the last time anybody remembers what the Orioles did was when Jeffrey Mayer reached over the right field wall in Yankee Stadium, took the ball away from Tony Tarasco. Yeah. That was in the 90s. Yeah. The last time anybody cared until now. Right. And now their own their own ownership group has turned is going to turn people away from them. Now, you know what's sad? And it's not the player's fault. Is I'm looking up reaction and, you know, on Twitter. And I find Kevin Brown's Twitter and in his bio, it says America's number one. Uh, oh, I read that wrong. It's Oasis fan. He's a big, <laughs> I thought I was going to say Orioles fan. But, so never mind. I retract my statement. But, I mean, what if he, you know, what if he is a big, what if he is from the Baltimore area? What if he grew up an Orioles fan? And then his organization did that to him. How would that make you feel if you got, uh, if, uh, uh, and this would never happen, but what if Mr. Sparks says, oh, we need Skinny off the broadcast. He's suspended because he said that it's been this long since we've beaten Clinton in back-to-back years. Wouldn't you feel a little uh, betrayed? Yeah, for sure. If, now, if I said something that deserved it, okay. Well, yeah, you accept it, but if, but you, just, if you just said facts, like you said. <clears throat> yeah, if, just, if you said what you said, and then... and then Yeah, you would. That, that's the only way you could feel. Because, because in my mind, and I'm sure in Kevin Brown's mind, he would have been proud of the research that he did to compile those stats to show probably mostly Oriole fans 
watching that that telecast or that broadcast. How special this moment could be if they win the game. Because it just hasn't happened in so long. Same way that I would try to be... I mean, everybody... A, a lot of people here remember that night at Clinton in 1998 because it was in a pouring down rainstorm. Everybody, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. People from both towns remember that. Oh, game. I was there, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, but guess what? It was also a really long time ago. It'd be 25 years right now in this season. And to me, celebrating that accomplishment and, and building it up in the way that he did is exactly what you're supposed to do. And unfortunately, that's not the way that the uh, the Orioles saw it. So <laughs> Orioles Twitter, every tweet they've put out since this has come to light, every response, it doesn't even look like a tweet 19 hours ago of roster moves, and every tweet underneath it is, Free Kevin Brown. Free Kevin Brown. <laughs> in the comment Free section. Kevin in the comment section. Yeah. They don't care about the roster moves. They they care about this. Yeah. Uh, it's it it's terrible what's happened to him. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not fair. I hope he I mean this might come out better for him because he might find a better job. Yeah, maybe so. It's Paul Jones Drug Tuesday. We'll be back to tell you all about Rodney and the gang down at eight oh nine North Main when we come back. Coach's poll in college football. What's it look like? We'll tell you next. Paul Jones Drug is Elk City's most experienced compounding pharmacy, meaning they can custom make your prescription medications to your doctor's specifications, safely and effectively providing you with exactly what you need. And for your convenience, Paul Jones Drug has a drive through pickup window as well as curbside service for testing and vaccinations and offers free local delivery. Just a couple reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main Street in Elk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide care you can trust. The Skinny on Sports. Yeah! Coming on, yeah! Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal. It is a Paul Jones Drug Tuesday. Rodney and the gang down at Paul Jones Drug. They provide care you can trust. They're at 809 North Main right here in Elk City. They are the oldest compounding pharmacy in town. Uh, you can uh, pick up your stuff for free, or uh, I'm sorry, free local delivery. You can also pick up your stuff through the drive-through, curbside testing and vaccinations, and those blister packs, which is their long-term care unit packaging. Give them a call at 225-2121. It's Paul Jones Drug. We appreciate them each Paul Jones Drug Tuesday. They'll also, speaking of that uh, pitch sheet that I was putting together earlier, uh, or yesterday afternoon, Jared, for Big Elk Football, uh, you'll also be able to hear the Paul Jones Drug interviews in that Western Oklahoma Realty pregame. Just rolling off the tongue already. It is. Look at me go. It is. Still got two weeks to get that mastered. <laughs> uh, uh, preseason college football poll, courtesy of the coaches, was released yesterday. I don't think anybody's surprised that Georgia is the overwhelming number one. Are you surprised that they aren't the unanimous yeah, a little, number one? A little, um, because of uh, their record or their schedule. Mainly, I figured that would just be an, an easy <clears throat> pick for anybody that would uh, that votes on this. So, yeah, a little surprised. How about you? There's, I mean, always there's always people that want to be different. Always that outlier, right? That wants to be different. There's always the, uh, you know, who's the guy from OSU who likes to be different? Robert Allen. Robert Allen, you know. Well, here's the thing. It doesn't surprise me that they're not unanimous just because it doesn't seem like anybody ever is. What does surprise me, though, is not who got the votes because of their name, the name Alabama, the name Ohio State. That's not surprising. But for me, if I was going to pick somebody else besides Georgia, my criteria would be, okay, Georgia has to replace Stetson Bennett. Who doesn't have to replace their quarterback? Well, Alabama does. Ohio State does. Yeah. And so I think maybe that's the the surprising part of it. 
But be, be quite honest with you though, if ever if anyone did deserve to be number one just because of last year, it's Georgia because it's the last two years. But I, I can kind of get okay. They don't. They lost what they lost to the draft, and they lost Stetson Bennett. They have to replace a quarterback. I can get that. I just can't get putting someone else that has to replace their quarterback, well, especially when you think who's getting replaced. Alabama, the number one overall pick. Yeah. Ohio State, the number two overall pick. So for me, I would have put, and people aren't going to like this, but I would have put one of two teams there. If I was going to give somebody else the number one vote, it'd either be Michigan or purely because USC has Caleb Williams coming back. I get the defense stuff. Don't fire off text. I get it. But that's where I would be is Michigan's got J.J. McCarthy coming back for a whole year. He experienced it. They've, they've won two straight Big Tens, been in the playoff, da-da-da. Or Caleb Williams is far and away the best player in the country. You know what I'm saying? That that had been kind of where my thought was. But and, and I'm not a guy that, that believes you get to be number one just because you won last year. Because mm-hmm. especially in, in college sports – because of the the turnover can be so vast. I mean, look at okay LSU, and in, in the COVID it happened to be the COVID year, but going into twenty twenty, there's nobody that thought they were going to be the best team in the country because look at what they lost. Yeah, they lost. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Right. And so I'm not that way, but this year, just the dominance that they've been able to show and that schedule. That schedule is so easy. Right. And I wonder how much the coaches pay attention to zero recruiting. You know, oh, a bunch. I bet they pay attention. That's recruiting. where I was going, and and when, so they know. Okay, yeah, sure. Georgia's replacing their starting quarterback in, in some other key places, but they've recruited so well. Coupled with the fact of, I mean, this is the perfect year to to break in a new quarterback if you're Georgia with that soft schedule, in other, you know, and then the other positions too. So yeah, I'm shocked that they weren't a unanimous. But you're, it's so hard to be unanimous in polls like this. It is. And then with the other ones, you know, you got Alabama replacing quarterback Ohio State. But it goes back for me. One, they, there's the recruiting. And then it's always the Ohio State University. It, it is Alabama. It's yeah. Nick Saban. Mm-hmm. It's hard to knock them down. They're down when they're ranked fifth or sixth, right? That's when they're they're calling for jobs at those universities. Oh, it's crazy to see Alabama third in a preseason poll. It is, a little bit. It's nuts. Speaking of Saban, okay. I saw, I think it was CBS Sports that kind of wrote a, a summation of the poll who's too high, who's too low, overrated, underrated. Um, And they had they had Alabama as one of the overrated. Don't, with this poll? In this poll? Or. Yeah. Okay. Is it. That's, I think that's interesting. And to me, is that a reflection upon Saban's loss his fastball? I mean, he's 70-some. We haven't seen guys in the past be able to just carry on all the way through with, you know, I mean, there's been slip slippage for sure as these guys have gotten older. <clears throat> is this is this more aimed towards Saban, or, or could it be – Gosh, we saw Jalen Milrow play one game and he was awful. We don't trust Alabama's quarterbacks either. Um, man, I don't know. I it, I think they're gonna they're trying to. For me, it's when we've had we've talked about this that mantle's been passed to to Georgia as king of the SEC and thus king of college football. That's why they're saying Alabama's a little overrated and they're slipping. I'm not ready to throw dirt on him just yet, not just yet. But I, I maybe three with trying to replace a quarterback and then putting him at three. I can see why that would be overrated. Oh, I can too. You know, I, <clears throat> I can too because you know what else they don't have that they've always kind of had, or especially since they've kind of transitioned from a defensive team to really kind of an offensive team. Their receivers last year weren't nearly the caliber that they have been. And I don't see any reason for that to change either. 
Sam said, uh, wasn't Caleb Williams the best player in college football last year also? Yes. But uh, to me, here's the difference. He was walking into a team that was 4-8 and eight the year before, not one that was 10-2. and two. That would be the difference. I mean, I, I don't think USC is going to win the national championship, but if you're trying to pick somebody outside of Georgia, I think he's a pretty, pretty good place to start. Or, I mean, I would pick mm-hmm. Michigan. If I was going to pick Georgia, I'd pick Michigan. But just kind of looking down the list. So who do you like? Who, who do you think's too high? I think it is Alabama, to be honest with you, because of replacing the quarterback. Uh, it, if it was, if Alabama was in any other conference this year, I can see them survive. You know, they can lean on it on a powerful defense, a dominating defense, in, in what Alabama, all the stuff that they do good. But because they play in the SEC breaking a new quarterback in the SEC, you can see a loss or two. If I'm Alabama, and I can't believe I'm saying this, I'm real worried about Texas. <laughs> I, Texas bringing in an experienced quarterback. A lot of experience right there. But then, you know, they, they have other landmine-type games, like at A&M, you know, hosting Ole Miss. There's the Tennessee game that looms at home. LSU immediately after that. After a bye week, that is. But and then, of course, Auburn. So the, the SEC schedule, coupled with the fact of breaking in a new quarterback and in, in other positions too, I think that's a little bit too high to put him at three. But when I say too high, I would like, okay, where would you put him? Maybe a couple spots down, you know. Because, again, that's when they're down is when they're like five or six. Well, and they can lose three games and still be in the top ten. Right. We've seen that before. Yeah. How about you? Who's too high for you? I mean, I can go down to, to, to the teens and kind of really critique those teams and go, well, really? Do we believe Oregon State's a top 18 team? I think it's Alabama. I hate to say that. I know. I, I, it's kind of like, do I want to say that? Because what have they've always done? Every time we think this is their year to, to drop that. off, they turn around and they just win every game. And and that's so weird is I'm saying this, but I still think they can win the West. Yeah. See, I I, I would LSU? favor LSU. Do you think for LSU? Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would definitely favor LSU. Now, the the one thing is they have to go to Alabama. Right. And so that's a you know that the schedule doesn't break in that way. Uh, for them. But I don't know how you can say it. It's anybody but them. Because of the the lack. I mean, I'm telling you, the, the receivers, the, the drop-off at receiver at Alabama has been so stark. From, think about just a couple years ago when they had Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell, Jamison Williams all on the same team to now what they've got with an inexperienced quarterback. Yeah, I, I I don't see how it's anybody but them. And like you said, they'll probably still be a top-10 team and be fighting to play in the SEC title game. But you, you know who else doesn't think Alabama's as good as they've been? Nick Saban? <laughs> Vegas. Oh, oh yeah? They're only a seven-point favorite at home against Texas. Yeah. I kind of believe that one. I mean, a normal Alabama team coming into the year is 10 to 14 mm-hmm. against a Texas that's not proven, that people think might be better, but not proven. So I think it's got to be them. Who's too low? Check my notes. I wrote somebody. Um, oh, okay. Um, my darling every year Utah. Nope. Kansas, oh. Kansas State at 17. And they come in um, as a team that everybody has written into the Big 12 championship game. They are defending Big 12 champs, but preseason they think Texas and Kansas State, but then right there is TCU above them, and I think 17 is a little low for them. I think they're they're more around that 11, 12, 13 range. How about you? Notre Dame. Too low at 13. Yep. I really like what Sam Hartman's going to bring. 
to that team at the quarterback spot. You know, they, they've they've been able to make the playoff a time or two here over the last handful of years with a quarterback that you don't even know what their names are anymore, right? I mean, think of that. Who were their quarterbacks? I don't know. Like, I don't you just, remember. You said it best. I don't I, know. I really don't remember. <laughs> I started out saying that sentence like I was going to tell you, and then I realized, you know what? I don't remember either. They get Ohio State at home. They get USC at home. And I, I love Sam Hartman. Yeah, I don't, I'm not taking that bet. On the text line? Nah. <laughs> Sorry, Sam. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, Are you talking about the Texas game? Yes. That'll be the t- that'll tell the tell, be a big telltale we'll, sign we'll, for both sides. Exactly, we'll know a lot about both teams for both after, sides after in week that game. two. I think that's that's what I'm saying though. That number seems crazy low to me, considering what Alabama's been and what Texas has been at Alabama. They'll be excited. To, you know, the fans will be there. Excited to be there. The, it's a huge game early on with those two names. It doesn't make any sense for it to be that low unless Vegas knows something we don't, and that's that Alabama's not as good as they, as they have been. Another team, I just thought of this, that I think I say is too high and maybe I'm not paying attention, but it just seems like every year they're a preseason top ten, maybe even top five team, and every year they disappoint is Penn State. See, I think Penn State, they were almost my one that's too low. I think Penn State is good. I, I know they're yeah. good on offense, which is kind of crazy to say about a Big Ten team sometimes. But uh, Drew Aller, the quarterback, young quarterback, man. You talk about quarterbacks I, I don't ever remember. Their last one I remember was uh, McSorley. 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 Oh, they had the guy last kinda year that nobody me of, liked. Kind of played like Baker a little bit. They had the guy last year nobody liked. Oh, my gosh. He'd been there forever. Clippard. Sean Clippard. Now, Drew Aller's sophomore. He's a big, strong-armed dude. Yeah, I. They're going to be able to score. Now, how much they can stop people will probably tell you the tale of where Penn State ends up. But they they were one of my maybe two low teams being able to challenge Michigan and Ohio State. Yeah, they I got think them they both. they go to the shoe. Let's say I think they have Michigan at home and go to Ohio State, right? Uh, correct on, on their schedule. Yeah. Another too low for me, and maybe I should take this bet with Sam. I think Texas is going to end up in the top ten. At the end of the year? Yep. Not right there at 12. I'm, it's respectable, and I can see that happening. I think they're going to end up in the top ten by the time it's all said and done. And so it's not dramatically too low for them. But, I mean, eventually somebody, eventually they have to be sorted back, right? And if you look at the, the, the thing is that the schedules in the Big 12, with adding the teams that they've added so far before those Pac-12 teams get here, if you're adding a minimum of two group of five teams onto your schedule and taking away Power five teams. And theirs is two with Houston and BYU. So they, they, almost, they almost didn't even get the break of the schedule. Who's a team that's not in the poll that you could see making some noise? I had two in mine, and they're both in the Big 12, and one just jumped Kansas, up. Kansas, yeah. AJ just texted Kansas. Yeah, I could see them making some noise. And I say make noise – you know, Kansas had a nice start last year before the injury, got ranked, all that stuff. And there they are. What are they only get like one vote? Yeah. Uh, one vote. One vote. So that one. But um my answer, my official answer will be Baylor. Um Baylor nice team. They got a good coach. Pretty favorable schedule hosting Texas. We'll know a lot after the Utah game in week two. If they get past that, they'll go into that Texas game undefeated, hosting the Longhorns. Yeah, I can see Baylor unranked, but but making some noise and maybe finishing ranked. What about you? 
Yeah, it almost seems like it has to be a Big 12 school, right? Because kind of they're so Texas is the favorite according to about everybody. But does anybody really trust them? No. Oklahoma's the second choice. Does anybody you know all all that anybody remembers right now is 6 and 7 from last year, not what happened all those years before. But it's also a totally different thing at OU right now than it was before. You got K State, perennially kind of underrated, feels like TCU. Are they in that boat? So the, the top, you know, there's not Ohio State, Michigan. There's not Bama, Georgia. There's not what people think Clemson and FSU are. And then out west, you know, USC, Washington, Oregon. You know, you know what I'm saying? They're just. I mean, and, and I think the proof of that is when you look at this poll, the first time you see a Big 12 team is number 10. How long has it been since there hadn't been a Big 12 team in the top 10 of the preseason rankings? I mean, first time was at 12, but I see what you're saying. Yeah, 12th is the highest one. 12th is the highest one, right. No, so you're right. There's always Has that ever happened since 1996 in the beginning of the Big 12? I would say probably not. Now, there might be a weird year in there, one or two, but I mean, we think about the early part of it. Nebraska, Kansas State were going to be so, Nebraska was going to be in the top ten, and then when they kind of fell down, Oklahoma and Texas were right there to pick up the slack. Then when Texas falls down, OU keeps going, and then there was, you know, was it OSU? Was it Baylor? Was it TC? You know what I mean? All the way, kind of ebbing and flowing through there. I I don't know if that's ever happened that the Big 12 hasn't had a top 10 ranked team in the preseason. So that automatically lends to surprises. Where was TCU last year in this poll? About the 19 area. Were they? I I was going to wonder if they were even ranked. No, to be quite honest with you. 2019 something or something around there. So I, I think it has to be a Big 12 team. Good luck guessing which one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, the, you can see Baylor. I, I I do think Kansas is coach. I think Lance Leopold is awesome. Leopold, however you say it. I think he's fantastic. I just can't I just can't bring myself to thinking that Kansas is going to play in a Big Twelve title game yet. I, I'm gonna need to see some more. You know, they they did. They were awesome at the first of the year last year was great and it was fun. And then they just fell completely apart. Yeah, they got an incredible tough stretch with BYU at Texas, Central Florida at Oklahoma State. Yeah, to me it's OSU or Baylor are the ones that can come out of nowhere mm-hmm. or come out of outside the rankings just because I've seen them do it. And I just haven't seen Kansas do it yet. I don't know if West Virginia still plays football. I know one thing. Yeah, they play Penn State week one. <clears throat> I know one thing. The AD from Arizona State isn't going to go oh, find out. He doesn't care to find out, yeah. <laughs> He'll go to Texas, but he ain't going to West Virginia. <laughs> uh, last thing. Do you like seeing this? or would you? Do you like the preseason polls, or would you rather a couple of games be played? Not clear into the season like the, like the playoff poll gets released, but at least a game or two before we start seeing rankings, or does it even not even really it's matter? It's fun to, you? to talk about, and yeah. it's fun for what we do and and break it down and and all of that. But in the back of my mind, it's always this doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't ever. How often do they get it right the first time with these polls? But I like them because of of having you know something to talk about and kind of gives you an idea of who is good or or who is perceived as good and who's not. And listen, we don't know if it's an upset unless they're ranked in week one or two. So I, I that's why I like it. So you can see this, the field's rushed and the goals post comes down if uh, preseason one or two goes down and and then chaos ensues. But it's it's fun for uh, for the banter we get, you know, for – for talking points on on a, on a radio show. Yeah, I love it. Uh, it just yeah. it gives you an idea. Uh, question on yes, we are Western Oklahoma Realty College Pick'em is happening again. 
I put the link on our Facebook page, the Skinny on Sports Facebook page, yesterday. I kind of refreshed it. Here's the here's the rules again. There are none. It's free to sign up. <laughs> you can only get one. But there's an awesome uh, – the, the prize package this year is so much different than last year. The winner this year of the Pick'em Contest gets 400 bucks. Second place is 200. Third place is 100. And then the the final cuz we have we have $800 that's been generously given to us from listeners um for the prize for this. And then the final 100 will go to whoever gets last. But picks all the games. You have to pick all the games. You can't just sign up, go over and expect a hundo. You've got to pick every game throughout the season. Uh, and then we'll, whoever does that and is the worst picker will be rewarded $100 as well. So, yes, Western Oklahoma Realty College Pick'em happening again. Easiest way is to go to our Skinny Arm Sports Facebook page. Click that link. It takes you right to our group. Get signed up. Get ready to go. It starts Labor Day weekend. goes all the way through championship game weekend. Twenty four. So, look at there. We've made it up to 24. What were we at yesterday at this time? 17 during the show? Oh, something like remember. that. Yeah. So maybe seven more are already We're getting 24. in. Twenty-four. Awesome. So here we go. Come play. It's going to be a lot of fun. When we come back, one final question about the poll that has to do more with what we've been talking about for the last little bit here, and that is when you look at that poll, can you – is the difference between the haves and have-nots conference-wise just going to get worse and worse? coming up starting next year. Paul Jones Drug offers a free service that makes taking your daily medications safe and easy. It's called convenience packaging, meaning they can combine all your daily medications and put them in sealed separate daily packages. This process replaces you from having to fill your daily medication dispenser. And as always, Paul Jones Drug prepares individual blister packaging for long-term care patients. With their drive-through window, curbside service, and free local delivery, it's just more reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main Street, Milk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide care you can trust the skinny on sports what in the wide wide world of sports is going on here welcome back skinny on sports wrapping up a paul jones drug tuesday with convenience packaging what is that you ask well down at paul jones drug instead of them um giving you your medications and then you having to load your pill caddy and make sure you have each day with the proper dosage the proper amounts no, 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 no. They just do it for you. They put it in packages. You open them up, take the medicine. You're done with it for the day. You don't have to worry about kind of being the person that gives you the right amount of drugs. They do it for you and just open up the package, take it, and move on. That's convenience packaging down there. Durable medical equipment, which is your walkers, canes, crutches, etc. Most insurances are accepted. And, oh, by the way, it's not just the medical stuff. Paul Jones Drug has awesome gifts and greeting cards as well. Visit them at 809 North Main right here in Elk City. Give them a call at 225-2121. Paul Jones Drug is care you can trust. Thank you to Rodney Skinner and the gang down there at Paul Jones Drug for being a part of the show each and every Tuesday. All right, Jared, The one, one of the things that I notice when I look at this preseason poll is something that we've been talking about ad nauseum for the last week and a half. And it's almost a flash forward to next year in my mind. The first, like literally, one of the first things I thought was, okay, if this was next year, how many would the SEC have, and how many would the Big Ten have? And the answer to that, combined between the two, fifteen out of the twenty-five, with three more, the first three teams, in the others receiving votes. Mm-hmm. So so not out of the realm of possibility for that number to be 18 out of 25. Does that mean anything to you necessarily? Or is that just something we're going to have to get used to? No, we're just going to have to get used to it. It's I'm not over here flying an SEC flag just because there's so many SEC teams in it or Big 12 teams or Big 10 teams. I, that doesn't mean anything really for me. It just, by happenstance, that's just how it worked out. I'm not looking at it going, 
I'm looking at the school ranked one, two, three, four. I'm not looking at the conference ranked one, two, three, four. Well, the top seven are all from those two. Now, it does take in my consideration of, playoff. of, well, of course, playoff. And then, like, I really look at, okay, this is, okay, top 10 teams. How many top 10 teams play each other? Well, you get the more likelihood of that if they're in conferences together. Mm -hmm. You know, now with these super conferences emerging, that, you know, that likelihood, not as much because of pod systems. And I don't know how it's going to work out with the Big Ten and the new Big 12. And we know how it's going to work out in the SEC. But, um, but I do take that into consideration, if I'm making sense. Yeah, how many games you're going to see between? Yeah, and that top that, and that that went into my consideration of well, they are too high because they have to go up against two other top ten teams on the road or something like that mm -hmm. because the SEC is tough. This is why I said Alabama is a little overrated because they have to navigate an SEC schedule with a new quarterback. So three. yeah, man, if they if they had last year's schedule. In conference and had to go to LSU and to Tennessee instead of getting both those games at home. That's a whole different animal. Mm -hmm. I, I just I just look at it because all of this goes into the twelve team playoff also. And when you look at the top seven being from either next year's Big Ten or next year's SEC, eight of the top ten. 10 of the top 12. You just keep, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. What, uh, 11 and 15, and then all the way down to 15 of 25, 18 of 28. What it tells you is that playoff and those six, if, if it stay, if, if the format stays the way it was originally intended, those six at large spots are going to be gobbled up extremely quickly by those two conferences. And so I would be pretty surprised, if, if especially early on, and it may just get worse depending on – worse meaning more teams, depending on how, the, how this thing ends up, right? But, I mean, at minimum, I think you're going to see half the playoff made up of those teams. At minimum. Mm -hmm. With both champs and four of the six at-larges. And I think there's going to be times where that could be even higher. And that's why it's so important, I think, to be able to get into those leagues. And it's so funny that somebody like Northwestern, you know, or, or think about like Arkansas in 1992, making the move to the SEC and how much that has paid off for them, especially financially. Oh, yeah. And, and then having a place at the table automatically. Vandy. I mean, what did Vandy do? To, you know, to, yeah. and that's where if you're, I'm sure that's what the Oregon State and Washington State fans are picking through every single those two conferences for sure, and going, what the hell did Rutgers? What they have to do with any of this? You know what I mean? Well, their location, and that's that, yeah. you know, it's part of it. But yeah, I, I think the the one thing that kind of stuck out to me about the polls, thinking about next year and going, man, if you're a, a Big Ten or an SEC school, you've got a couple of mulligans in your pocket to be able to, to climb up and, and be able to snatch a couple of those at-large spots into that playoff. Yeah. Kind of where I went. Yeah. Uh, Elk City Canute on Big Elk TV today, softball. That'll be fun. Uh, so tune in there. Jay and Dylan will have the call there. Big Elk TV. Is that a 5 o'clock? I think I saw that earlier. A 5 o'clock start. 4.30 or 5.30. 4.30 or 5.30. <clears throat> Yeah, da, 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 da. here it is, 4.30. Elk City at Canute. You can watch that on Big Elk TV. Don't forget to get signed up, Western Oklahoma Realty College Pick'em. Starts Saturday of Labor Day weekend. Runs all the way through the conference title games. Appreciate Tyler and Robbie and all the gang there at Western Oklahoma Realty. It's going to be a heck of a prize package. So get signed up. Skinny on Sports Facebook has that link right to our group. 24 strong, I bet that number triples. Yeah. By the time we're right there to it. Anything else? Got it covered. Rangers win again. Seven in a row.
Thank you to Paul Jones Drug. We'll be back tomorrow. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports Podcast with Aaron Cowell. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Way back. Goodbye. It's almost here. In motion is Patton. It's going to be that trap play to Garbarino up the middle. That's a 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Big Elks. Cooper Garbarino, 77 yards. We're closing in on the start of Big Elk football, which means Big Elk TV will be on the air before you know it. Wynn and Garza are the running backs. Jones under center. Austin, snap, turn, handoff to win. Jaden piles toward. It's a touchdown for the Big Elks. You'll be able to watch and see if Coach Maynard's brown and white clad Elks can continue their winning ways. Snap back, play action, lobs it toward the end zone. He's got a man. It's a touchdown for the Big Elks. Tucker Garza. To get your business on the Big Elk TV screen, call 225-9696 or stop by our office at 220 South Pioneer.